your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, Tusla is looking to recruit new foster carers from, they say, all walks of life in Limerick and across the Midwest region. And their latest campaign has been launched this week in the hopes of meeting the growing demand for placements locally. And despite Ireland being among the world leaders in foster care, figures still far fall far short of the current need for foster care placements. And Limerick-based social worker Ali O'Mara and Leanne, who's been a foster care for three years, both join me now. And you're very welcome. Good morning uh, to you. How are you doing? Um, Thank you. So, Leanne, give me a sense of what it's like to be a foster care, you know, the experience that you would have had. Yes, well, I'm foster caring now for the past two years. It would have been three years in total since I first applied and reached out to Tusla to see if we were suitable to foster. And as a result of that, we would have gone through face-to-face meetings with Tusla, home visits, um, training and all of that to make sure that we were suitable candidates to have a child placed in our care. So once we got approved for all of that, um, we would have welcomed a young boy into our family two years ago now. He's still currently with us and part of our family. What sparked the interest in fostering? It was something I always was intrigued by growing up looking at adoption and fostering and I just wanted to see as I got older is this something I would consider doing so once I got married and I had my husband we had our own children and we decided that we we were complete with our own biological children we just weren't complete in our family ourselves so we reached out to Tusla and just said look we had plenty of space in our home and in our hearts as well and that we'd love to see if we can assist by doing that Talk to me about the different practicalities and the different emotions of fostering uh, as against, yes. as you say, your own family. It's definitely a roller coaster of emotions. Um, you know, there's gratefulness, we're joyful about it. It's obviously stressful at times as well. It's demanding, but it's so rewarding. I have three other children in the home as well, so... Obviously, they to be taken into consideration. They will be young children as well. And through support from Tusla, we were able to see, you know, if it was an option for our family and with our children, you know, be in a position to welcome another child into the home. And they were. But it's it's me against four of them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. How do yeah. your own children respond? They're They're great. Like they were a few years younger, obviously, before he arrived. So they would they would have known that a child was coming into our home and that it might not be forever that it was just going to be for now and that he would become part of our family and in a way it was great because they were old enough to help get nappies help get pyjamas help me tidy around the house play with him everything like that but they've just grown to love him and from an adult perspective obviously you'd consider your own relationship with a, a child that you're fostering but what about the relationship of your children and the fact that that relationship will inevitably change at some point mm-hmm. where hopefully a foster child moves on? Well, the, obviously the aim is reunification at the end of the day. You know, that is the aim of Tuesday and the aim of what we do. But while he's with us, he is part of our family. Like I said, it might not be forever, but it is for now. And we just take it each day at a time. You know, he's in a secure, loving environment. He is part of our family. He he is our son and he is their brother. 
they love him and extended family love him they're so supportive we wouldn't be able to do it without extended family as well you know um, but that's all we just take it one day at a time and know he's here for now mm. I've been lucky enough to talk to quite a few foster parents on this show yeah. over the years and I remember one telling me this most amazing story and I think he'd been involved in fostering for decades and he said you know he would walk around town many years later and yeah. now adults who were children that <laughs> his family had fostered would come up to yeah. him and you know they'd be grateful they'd chat to him he he as he said himself he felt like he had family all over yeah. Limerick you know <laughs> because of it yeah they, like we say he's extra special he's loved by our family but he's also loved by his own family as well he's he's double the love double the support Loads of siblings, loads of granny and granddads, everyone that loves him. But he's with us for now and that's all we can do is love him and mind him and have a secure placement for him and help him grow. What for you was the biggest difference between what you expected fostering to be and the reality? The reality, I suppose, is the reunification at the end of the day. You know, that is the aim. But then in the same breath that that might not happen and he could become a permanent fixture in our family and that's something that we're open to both sides. Right. You know, we'd rather have him for a short time instead of a long time, you know? And, and are you saying that while intellectually you would have understood that in yeah. advance, that the reality, you know, all the emotion that goes around that is a bit different? The reality is if we didn't do it, where would he be? That's what it boils down to. We love him and he's part of the family, but if we didn't take him in, who... You know, who would have, where would he be? And that's what overrides all the fear and the worry and, oh God, will he go back? Won't he go back? You know, Mm. will we have a good relationship with birth family? Will we be able to assist in access and all that? But Leanne, I suppose this reminds me a little bit of the discussions around Ukrainian refugees, you know, when they Mm. first came into the country. And um, so many people considered doing something. And then there were a number who did. And yeah. I've been very happy to have done so. But others didn't take that final step. Yeah. And I imagine fostering is similar. You know, I think fostering is something that maybe most people think about at some stage in their lives. 100%. But only a tiny number do what you do and, and take yeah. the leap. The way I see it is everybody says to me, oh, I'd love to do it, but I couldn't. I'm like, but you can. They're like, oh, but I don't have a spare room in my house or I'm working full time or you know, I'm just not in a position to do it. I don't have a big enough car. And we thought all those things as well. But at the end of the day, the underlying factor was if we don't do it, where will that child or children go? Mm. And that overrode all our emotions, all our worries, all our stresses. It was like, we've love to give and we've space and we want to do it. Right. We're chatting to Leanne, who's telling us what it's like to be a foster carer. And as I mentioned, Limerick-based social worker Ali Omar is with us as well, too still looking to recruit new foster carers from all walks of life in the Limerick region. And um, Ali, I mean, wonderfully told, actually, the story and the experience there, really, by Leanne. Um, we are we're looking for for foster carers from all walks of life like you say i think there are a lot of misconceptions about who who can foster and who can't foster <clears throat> excuse me you know we have we work with foster carers in same sex relationships who are from different ethnicities and cultures um we're looking for foster carers i suppose for lots of different types of fostering so you could be looking for long-term or short-term foster placements, um, respite or emergency. So I think when people contact us and have that discussion about what, what they're interested in, 
and we look at every every person differently um and it's about it's about seeing what they can offer but i would encourage everybody to contact us Mm, TUS is the child and family agency, just to remind people about that and involve lots of different things, including fostering. So what's the process then to determine whether someone is better for short-term fostering or longer-term, for example? I suppose, first of all, somebody who may be interested makes contact with TUSLA on fostering.ie um, and we're having two online sessions running um, on March the 9th. And what happens then is you'll find a little bit of information about what fostering entails and um, the different sort of placements and maybe young people that we may be working with, what we're looking for. Um, then it's about talking to one of us in fostering. Um, there are a number of stages to the process of applying to become a foster carer and it's as much about us finding out about the applicant situation as it is about providing information about fostering. Um, like you said, we're open to all sorts of, of, of placements and people that are able to foster. Um, we're particularly looking for people from the Roma and travelling communities to make contact with us and also from you know different ethnicities and cultures because we see children coming into the care system from a variety of backgrounds and it's really important and to try and keep the child or the young person within their own community because that's about maintaining links with school and with friends and with their networks. And once someone's on the list, can they get a phone call pretty quickly then? They, they can, they can. That, that, that has happened, it does happen. Sometimes it can take a little bit longer I suppose in an ideal world, we try to match the needs of the young person with the fostering family. So like I said, it's really important if we can to try and keep them within their own community because maintaining those le- links for the child or the young person, it means that they're, they're going to have... Um, it, it's better to do that rather than maybe going somewhere where they don't know. The school is a really big link. Um, but matching is when we can do that, that that's our ultimate goal so that's why we need as many different foster carers from all walks of life as we can. Okay uh, and uh, Deanne um, can you talk to listeners who might be interested about that process you know people worry oh mm-hmm. it's very onerous I'm going to be asked <laughs> you know for a good reason lots of different questions about my own background. And- yeah it is very thorough for us our situation, it would have taken a year, but that was mainly put down to COVID. When we first applied and by the time it went ahead for the first home visits and everything, COVID had actually come in. And between all the lockdowns and, you know, who was allowed in, who wasn't allowed in, there was times we would have had our link worker in the back garden, the back door open and us at the kitchen table doing anything we could to facilitate getting this process to move on. But it is worth it because they have to do a thorough check. They want the placement to be a placement that works. The less moving around for each child, the better. So by talking to myself and my husband on our own, together as a couple, talking to our children individually, again, all age appropriate and, you know, just feeling how they're feeling because they were somewhat old enough to understand what was going to happen. That when the process went ahead and we got through the stages, then we would have went to... um, what was it, Ali? The training. The training course, yes. which really just gets the point across of what's going to happen. Will it be suitable? And after that, then, when we completed that, we were put forward to the board and the board would make a decision and the basis of what would suit our family. And in our case, it was from a child from zero to two years of age. Mm. 
So it had to be three years younger than our youngest. Okay. So that's, we knew we would be getting a child placed in our care between zero to two. And yeah. And, and, and that assessment was based on everything they looked at in and your family situation. As Ali said, is each case right. is individual, like what suited our home life, who was working, who wasn't working, did we have space in our home? Right. And as a result of that, we were approved from zero to two years. And then within That's a really week, interesting. I think a lot of people, Ali, mightn't realise that it's that precise. Absolutely. Um, I suppose we look at the family and say in Leanne's case, we would look at the ages of, of and the stages of development of maybe the birth children. Um, and that we do have, as a general rule, there would be the three-year age gap. Um, but we, you know... As, as a social worker coming in and assessing our foster foster care applicants, we get a good, we get to know them very well. It's sure. quite an in-depth piece of work because if you think about it, it's, it's really important. We are placing, you know, very vulnerable people within, you know, the foster care system. So we need to, to make sure that it's the right, it's, it's uh, the right thing. And again, I think a listener considering this and being inspired mm-hmm. by Leanne's story might also wonder... Do I get ongoing support from my social worker, from Tusla? And then what about the finances involved? Yes, absolutely. Um, So there's an awful lot of support given to foster carers. So there's the financial supports that are given. There's also emotional supports and ongoing training and practical practical supports too. So every uh, foster carer will have the support of a fostering link social worker. So that would be the likes of me. Um, and we do provide we provide those ongoing supports. Okay. And Leanne, I mean, what about extended family mm-hmm. and you know integration into normal everyday life and babysitters and you know the, <laughs> the normal things that yes. go on in houses. Well, for us. Obviously, I'm, we're fortunate we have my parents in my life and the same with my husband. So our, so our link worker would have been notified of them, would have, you know, know who they are, where they live. And obviously trusted if we were to have a night out or anything, they would, they would go to family. Same as my own biological children. They all go, the four of them up to my parents together. And they stay there overnight and then they're back the next day. Great. Yeah. And, and, and the grandparents are, you know, into it and up for it. And He's actually right there at the moment. <laughs> There's a, yeah. quite a great example. Yeah, but but it just shows, again, everything has to be considered, doesn't it, Ali? Very much so. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, we look at the extended family. You know, when we're looking at our foster carers, we're looking for the fostering family for how, however short the child or young person is within the family to be welcomed fully by the extended family. Mm. Um, and to be, you know, and to be loved and to be cherished. Yeah. Um, Leanne, look, I'm sure, like my own situation, you and your husband agree on everything 100% of the oh, time. Yeah. But, let, but let's just imagine for a moment, like, have your experiences been different, you know, when, when you chat about it now of fostering, again, from the expectations at the beginning? Or I think we wish we'd done it sooner. Really? Yeah. Both of you, yeah. Obviously, the ages of our own children, it wasn't possible, but I'm just so glad we just tried and that it actually worked out for us, that we were suitable for it. That's the whole idea, that if you don't make the call, you don't know. You know, yeah. so that's why we just, I said, look, I'm just going to ring. We have an interest and now, so, so hard to imagine with him not t- being there. Like, take the leap is what you're saying. It costs nothing. Yeah. It, it literally costs nothing. That information night in March, they have two online sessions, 10 in the morning again and 7 in the evening. You can register online, you can free phone Tusla or you can email tusla.fostering.com at you, or tusla.ie. 
and the other point, Ali, I suppose, is someone does take the leap and they go through the process and for a valid reason, you know, and it could be a practical reason. We're not talking about anything sinister, but for practical reason, it's ju- it, it just not appropriate um, for them to be a foster parent. Is, is it difficult to break that news to people? And do, do, do you guys get concerned? Oh, Japers, I went all that way and Ali said in the end, I, you know, that kind of stuff that goes not on. Not in the slightest. I would prefer that people actually make contact to give a you know, that we can give more information. Um, I suppose, look, life gets in the way. Sometimes it's not right there and then, but it might be right maybe a year or two down the line. So I would say don't be afraid to pick up the phone or register your interest because, you know, when you have the information and there's only so much that we can share in, a, you know, coming in for an interview like this, but by talking to us and by t- attending the online sessions, you'll get more of an understanding of what the role is and whether it's right for you at this time. And do we have... A lot of children needing foster care in Limerick and the wider region. We do, we do, and but unfortunately, we don't have enough foster carers, and I think that's that's we, we've never had enough foster carers. So we just need to try and get people to register their interest and just to find out a little bit more about it. Okay, and tusla.ie is it? Yep, it's tusla.ie um, or fostering.ie and you can register your interest for the two online sessions. Okay, on which are coming up. And again, hopefully they will be good introductions for people to get yeah. a sense of yeah. of uh, what's um, what's happening. So, Leanne, it sounds like it's not something you're going to walk away from anytime soon anyway, based on no. the conversation we've had. It's no. It's been very fulfilling for you. Yes, I love it. I It's hard to imagine not of doing, doing, doing it before, like, um, and I do it again and again. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. Well, listen, well done to you, Leanne. Thank you so much as well for giving us a sense of it. I think it's important no to have an insight as well. And thank you, Ali O'Mara, who's a Limerick-based social worker, for telling us about it and some of the intricacies that are involved for people who are interested. So, so fostering.ie or tusla.ie, go on there if uh, you have an interest in being um, a foster care. And remember, from all walks of life, they're looking for foster carers across the Limerick region. Thank you both for your time thank this you. morning. Thank you. Your views, your news. Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 